Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis, and I hope all of you are having fantastic Thursdays wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. This will be my last Outkick the Show of the week because as soon as I finish this and click publish on the Outkick Friday mailbag, I am hopping a flight to Las Vegas. Uh, And I'll be out there for Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights before coming back to Nashville. Then I'm going to New York City where they are just about to impose a new mask mandate just like the one that was imposed in Washington, D.C. this afternoon. I want to start off today's show before we dive into the Big 12 versus the SEC and more with this statement that just came out from the White House. Uh, The White House in a press briefing today said they wouldn't rule out new uh, lockdowns and also school closures. And look, for those of us out there who paid attention to Joe Biden's campaign at all you know that the entire Biden campaign was predicated on COVID fear porn. That was it. That was all he ran on. He had virtually nothing else just COVID fear porn all day long every day Joe Biden is Jimmy Carter 2.0. He can't get anything done. The border is a mess. The murder rate has skyrocketed more than at any point in any of our lives. Inflation is spiraling out of control. Joe Biden's only answer is for a massive tax increase and more federal spending which will actually make inflation worse He has reinstituted the mask mandate after telling us in May that anyone who was vaccinated would not have to wear a mask any longer and now he's letting it be known that he is going to be prepared to reinstitute lockdowns across this country and also shut down schools again. This is what was coming if any of you paid attention to his campaign. He doesn't follow science. He follows fear porn. Masks don't help. At minuscule levels maybe but they really don't help. We have over a year and a half of data to compare states that had stringent mask requirements with states that did not. Lockdowns don't work. Look at California and compare it to Texas and Florida. Compare Texas and Florida to New York and California. I oftentimes just want to pull my hair out because the COVID fear porn is so overwhelming no one ever asks questions or stands up and says no. Nancy Pelosi now has reinstituted a mask mandate in the House of Representatives and if you are seen in the House of Representatives without wearing a mask it is a $500 fine virtually everyone in the House of Representatives is vaccinated. If the vaccines work why are masks necessary? When you get the chickenpox vaccine you don't wear a mask for the next several months. When you get the measles, the mumps or the rubella vaccine you don't walk around in a mask for months either. It doesn't make logical scientific sense. There's no basis for it at all. This is all COVID fear porn madness and reasonable people I don't care if you're a Democrat I don't care if you're a Republican I don't care if you're an Independent I don't care if you have zero interest whatsoever in any 
in any political angle have to stand up and say kids are going to school if your kid wants to wear a mask your kid can mine are not wearing masks my kids are in public school schools need to all be open nobody needs to be wearing a mask every business needs to be open we should never try to distinguish between an essential and a non-essential business ever again for as long as we live the lockdowns were a failure the school closures were a failure masks are a failure the virus is here for the rest of our lives that's the truth and you can either recognize it deal with it and move on with your life or you can stay curled up in the fetal position in your basement triple masked triple shielded never able to live your life I've been living my life as I ordinarily would for over a year I encourage you to do the same like I said I'm headed to Vegas and I ain't wearing a mask there uh, in Vegas now I also understand I gotta wear a stupid mask on the airplane I'm not gonna keep the airplane from taking off All right. Uh, I understand how stupid and illegitimate the rules are but I don't get to choose what I do on an airplane so I'm not going to publicly rebel and get kicked off the airplane for the rest of my life. I'm not saying to do that but I will say this. Members of the House of Representatives it's time for organized rebellion. We need to fight this battle at the top. Nonviolent. I'm not wearing a mask. No Republican in the House of Representatives should be wearing a mask. Certainly not any Republican who has been vaccinated. You can follow the science which the CDC told us back in May was the science which is no one needs to wear a mask. If the science has changed and the vaccines don't work CDC can come out and explain why that is but the data is readily transparent for anyone who wants to look at it and the data is clear and that is lockdowns and masks don't impact COVID in any way. It's all cosmetic theater. You're being lied to by people who are not in any way looking out for you. They're just trying to advance their own power and create as many sheeps as they possibly can. Uh, All right, we got a battle going on in conference realignment. ESPN is now going toe-to-toe. They've officially put the gloves on against the Big 12. Yesterday, Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, wrote a scathing cease and desist letter to ESPN. ESPN responded in the last 45 minutes or so uh, officially on their website. Here's what it says. On Wednesday, the Big 12 conference sent a legal letter to ESPN that was without merit. This afternoon, ESPN replied to the conference with the following letter. Uh, Dear Bob, this responds to your letter dated July 28th, 2021. The accusation you have made, the accusations you have made are entirely without merit. Apart from a single vague allegation that ESPN has been quote actively engaged in discussions with at least one other unnamed conference which ESPN disputes your letter consists entirely of unsubstantiated speculation and legal conclusions. To be clear ESPN has engaged in no wrongful conduct and thus there is nothing to quote cease and desist. We trust this will put the matter to rest. ESPN reserves all rights and remedies in connection with this matter. Sincerely, Burke Magnus. Uh, That is from ESPN. Now, now 
This is kind of fascinating because I told you this is what I thought would happen. Let me explain the Big 12's argument, okay? Uh, This is where a lot of times I like to pretend I say I put my lawyer hat on and I'll walk you through the arguments as such, okay? Here's what the Big 12 is saying. ESPN, you are signed to a contract with us until 2025. That's four years more. You have decided in the Big 12's uh, rendition of facts here that Texas and Oklahoma can leave this conference and they are going to the SEC and you are paying them more money to leave the Big 12 breach our contract in 2025 and you are then further encouraging other members of our uh, contraction, uh, our conference to look elsewhere and go play elsewhere. And in doing so, you could be guilty of tortious interference with existing contracts or I think a better angle is just to accuse them of breaching a fiduciary duty that they owe under the contract. And let me explain what I mean by that. This is again me wearing my lawyer hat. If you enter into a contract with someone else and then by your own actions you cause that existing contract to be in many ways null and void then you are breaching your fiduciary duty. You could make an argument that by providing additional money to Texas and Oklahoma that ESPN is helping to induce them to leave the uh, Big 12 and go to the SEC because again the ESPN is providing the money that would make Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big 12. Okay? That's the argument I think that the Big 12 can make against ESPN. Remember, the SEC is not paying money to Texas and Oklahoma. ESPN is paying the SEC and that money then goes to Texas and Oklahoma. So ESPN is a contracting party with uh, both the SEC and the Big 12 and arguably this is the Big 12's perspective you can argue that ESPN is breaching its duty to the Big 12 by providing incentive for two Big 12 members to join the SEC which is undercutting the entire premise of the Big 12 conference. Now that is why I have said for a long time now let me flip the script okay that's the argument of the Big 12. The argument of ESPN would be we didn't have anything to do with this. Texas and Oklahoma decided they wanted to go to a better conference. We happen to have a relationship with the SEC. We have existing contractual relationships with the SEC in the event that there is conference realignment we have provided for compensation. But the SEC makes the choice about whether or not Texas or Oklahoma are playing in the SEC or not. We have nothing to do with that. The SEC uh, gets an application for admission from Texas, Oklahoma. They then take it to their respective conference uh, presidents and allow all of those presidents to vote on whether or not to extend an offer to Texas and Oklahoma. Only then do we become obligated to give any money to the SEC. That is an SEC decision. We're staying out of it. We aren't involved in this process at all. That's the argument from ESPN. Now, the argument that I have made I haven't seen very many people make this argument but I think it's true 
is I think that ESPN is on the hook to have to pay the existing eight members of the Big 12 the same amount of money if they go in for a new television contract at minimum because ESPN wants to avoid any lawsuit alleging potentially billions of dollars in damages over conference realignment. Now, I think I understand this these parameters better than almost anybody. So what I would say here is Bob Bowlesby and the Big 12 has to be careful because what he's trying to do is keep his existing eight members from going elsewhere and he's trying to keep ESPN from being involved in aiding or abetting those eight members in going elsewhere. But also, he doesn't really have any strong options because once he files a lawsuit against ESPN it would be pretty stunning if ESPN said hey, you know what? We want to be in business with the Big 12 going forward and ESPN might be wondering about that already. So this is a messy situation. Now, There are reports that the American Athletic Conference has been reaching out and trying to get the members of the Big 12 to join the AAC. That makes sense because if the Big 12 ever gets its sea legs and starts to be able to stand up what would probably make the most sense financially is for the Big 12 to go try to get some of the American Athletic Conference members or other schools and put together 10 conference uh, schools again and argue, hey, ESPN and Fox, we expect the same number of dollars even without Texas and Oklahoma. Now that's a hard sell but if you went to get Colorado State, Boise State, uh, Cincinnati, Memphis, Central Florida, whatever it is, Houston and I'm not trying to leave out any schools you could pick a couple of those schools but the American is afraid of its best value teams being stolen away by the Big 12 and so it is now trying to act and create a mega conference. Now some people are saying well ESPN doesn't want to pay a billion dollars going forward for the Big 12 and so they hope the conference breaks up. I disagree with that a little bit because if the Big 12 breaks up I think ESPN even if they went to the American conference ESPN is still going to have to end up paying each of those schools something because otherwise they're going to sue and say ESPN cost us a billion dollars. That's a delicate spot. I think there's lots of lawyers involved right now. I don't know what kind of written record there might be if it exists of ESPN involvement in conference realignment. Uh, Remember all the time ESPN would be having conversations. Uh, I do know this. Greg Sankey the commissioner of the SEC as Mike Slive was as well says you know he's never contacted anybody in the Big 12. Texas and Oklahoma reached out to him and let it be known that they wanted to leave the Big 12. Would the SEC have interest? And that's how this process began. It was a Texas and Oklahoma driven decision not an SEC driven decision. And oh by the way right now the plan seems to be that Texas and Oklahoma would stay until 2025 when this contract runs out and their grant of rights runs out and then go to the SEC. 
We'll see whether or not those four years end up taking place inside the Big 12 for Texas and Oklahoma or whether they go away sooner rather than later. I told you I'm going to Vegas. I am headed to Vegas right after I finish this program. I am hopping on a flight and I will be a part of Hot Guy Summer. It's hard for anybody to be better looking than this, I know. Uh, And along the way, I will also be diving diving into the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 will help make sure that your nether regions are perfectly trimmed and sculpted without cutting you up. If you've ever been cut up anywhere face, God forbid, below the waist it is an excruciatingly painful position to find yourself in. That's why you need the Lawnmower 4.0. That's also why you need the Ultra Smooth Package. Here are all the things in the Ultra Smooth Package 20% off everything on the entire Manscaped website. All you have to do is go to manscaped.com that's manscaped.com and put in DBAP20 and you get 20% off everything. Again, manscaped.com the code is DBAP20 whatever male grooming products you want to use everything 20% off get hooked up now with an incredible deal. Want to give a shout out. A lot of talk about Simone Biles. And the one thing I regret about all that talk about Simone Biles is we haven't talked about how well all of the U.S. women's gymnasts not named Simone Biles did with almost no heads up with their ability to perform at a high level next man up next woman up it's what sports is about if somebody can't perform you want to be able to perform and that's exactly what Sonny Lee did early this morning from Minnesota I hope you saw the family and friends reacting as she won the women's all-round gold phenomenal story this is what sports should be about accomplishment finding a way to win rising to the pinnacle at the most important time in your entire career. Sunny Lee, 18 years old, War Eagle. She right now is headed to Auburn to be a freshman in the fall. Can you imagine what that will be like for her if she ends up down on the plains at 18 years old having just won a gold medal right in time for name, image, and likeness to officially be legal Uh, She is going to kill it at Auburn. She's already killed it in Tokyo. Congratulations to Sunny Lee and also the other women uh, members of the gymnastics team who had to step up in incredibly difficult circumstances and performed at a phenomenal level. Uh, Props to you. Congrats on winning the gold medal. Um, Big Ten expansion candidates. I've got a story up right now. I don't know how many of you read it at OutKick. Lots of you, I presume. uh, About who the best Big Ten expansion candidates are. And it's a pretty straightforward list. There aren't that many. Notre Dame. uh, If the Big Ten could ever get Notre Dame to, to leave Independence, they would love to have them inside of the conference. Or the California schools. USC, Stanford, Cal Berkeley, UCLA, maybe Colorado on the outside. Why would that be of interest to the Big Ten? Because remember, the Big Ten has to balance out two different prerogatives which are fundamentally of a different nature. And those two prerogatives are these. 
first of all the Big Ten has to in some way have academically elite institutions that are also athletically elite uh, because the Big Ten presidents won't admit someone who is not an elite level academic uh, contender. And so the question is can Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren find a way to bring the California schools into the Big Ten potentially all four of them which would cut the legs out from underneath the Pac-12 or can he get Notre Dame and one other school whether it's USC whether it's Colorado whoever that might be to be willing to come over and join the Big Ten if that happened the Big Ten would stretch all the way from one C to the other you would go from Maryland and Rutgers all the way to the California programs USC, Stanford, Cal Berkeley and UCLA. That's their targets. I don't buy into any other Big 12 school being interested interesting enough for the Big 10 to be willing or able to make that move. So I think it's going to be intriguing uh, to see how all of this shakes down and it ties back in with the ESPN Big 12 lawsuit beef because the question is going to be do those remaining eight schools in uh, the Big 12 and let's see if I can name them all TCU, Texas Tech, Baylor, uh, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Iowa State and Kansas did I get it? I think I named them all eight. Do those schools have an opportunity to be able to go elsewhere? And by elsewhere I mean the Pac-12 the the ACC or uh, right now the Big Ten. Maybe West Virginia who I think I just left off. Maybe West Virginia and Kansas. Maybe they could have an opportunity to join the ACC. I'm not sure 100%. Geographically that would make some sense but I think the more likely outcome is that the Big Ten is saying no that the ACC hits a pause and also uh, that the Pac-12 is hitting a pause button. So that's going to be worth paying attention to. Uh, Finally, there is now an investigation that has been opened. You know how the NBA players all like to talk about how they're on the right side of history and they're not going to stay quiet they're not going to shut up and dribble. You know that a ton of NBA players have shoe deals with Chinese companies that are unabashedly making their shoe with Xinjiang Muslim slave labor? Let me repeat that. A ton of different NFL players are right now setting up uh, deals they have deals with teams uh, uh, with companies that are I mean this is just crazy that are in the business of profiting directly off of slave labor. And I want uh, to, uh, to talk with you about some of those players because it's like they've totally slid under the uh, it's like they've totally slid under the radar and no one is talking about them and this is significant because there's so many people out there who claim claim that they care about uh, human rights and justice around the world and everything else. Well Politico has a story up right now about an investigation that's going on uh, uh, surrounding NBA players profiting from slave labor. More than a dozen NBA players uh, are dealing are doing this Uh, and I'm going to read some of their names. Uh, Jimmy Butler 
C.J. McCollum, Clay Thompson, Dwayne Wade who's obviously retired. Uh, this is a big deal. They are making money directly off slave labor. So while they're denigrating all different parts of American life the same NBA players are profiting directly off slave labor based on their shoe deals. Seems like kind of a big deal. Just tossing it out there. NBA has nothing to say about it. Most of the woke media that covers the uh, NBA won't say a word about it. Everybody wants to get political until their own money is at stake and then guess how many people will shut up and dribble almost the entire NBA. All right. I'm going to go gamble. Not going to shut up though. Uh, But I'm headed to Las Vegas. I hope all of you have fantastic weekends. Clay and Buck show will be on tomorrow. I'll be doing it live from Vegas. A lot more hits still coming. I appreciate all of you. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I am Clay Travis and this has been OutKick the show.